Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Eric Johansson, a teacher and tutor with LSAT Demon. And joining me today is Robert, who's a current LSAT Demon student with a great story that he's agreed to share with us today. Robert, thanks so much for coming on. How you doing? Well, I appreciate you having me. It's good to meet you guys finally. Yeah, absolutely. Robert, I think you've got a story that a lot of our listeners will connect to um, because you are not a K through JD like myself. I'm older. I'm yeah, older. you're a little, you're a little, <laughs> we don't, we don't like to say non-traditional because like, no, honestly, no. What don't, does say that even mean? don't say unique because uh, <laughs> right. Nate will get you for that one. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> but we'll get into that a little bit later. Why don't we start with just a quick overview of your LSAT journey, kind of where you started and where you're at now? Sure. Well, I, uh, Nate will laugh, but I uh, always wanted to be an attorney. It's what I've always wanted to do. Growing up as a kid, I'm the, I'm a nerd. I'd, I'd binge watch uh, Law and Order. I mean, that was my thing, right? But uh, I had a kid when I was real young, so I uh, was a single dad for forever and uh, decided to jump into the corporate world and go make money and, and found stuff I was good at. Uh, ended up being uh, just focused on that world and thought that's where I was going to be not happy. Uh, and my son was heading off to college and, uh, to go play ball. And, uh, he challenged me. He's like, all right, dad, it's time for you to get back to work. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're not doing what you should be doing. So you got to get back to work. Now you help me get to where I got to go. You got to go do what you got to do. And so I just rode to get back on attorneys going back to school. So I went back to school. Beauty about it is though, got to study what I wanted to study. And uh, got all the got into psychology, got all the stuff, and then uh, decided, okay, now it's time to get ready, get focused, get serious on the LSAT. And uh, walked in, took a took a diagnostic, and, <laughs> and got a one thirty seven. And I was like, wait a minute, I thought this was going to be easy, you know. And <laughs> I was like, hold on a second, this it kind it kind of caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting it. And uh, but I think what was interesting is it take it doing the diagnostic i was like oh well, this is the right answer oh this and, and and there wasn't really anything until i got to logic games there wasn't anything where i was like what in the world is this and then logic games came out and i was like this doesn't make any sense uh but after that i uh got somebody that uh, at the at, at school was was also studying and they said hey i'm with this other company and uh, i said okay so i looked into it paid the money uh, went with that company and paid what thirteen fourteen hundred dollars. Did their thing for six months. Uh, walked out more confused than when I walked in. Uh, just all the gimmicks, all of the tips, tricks, and hints, and uh, just diagramming everything that doesn't need to be diagrammed, and and trying mm -hmm. to you know understand formal logic. And I, I felt like I was learning everything but the LSAT, but I didn't know it at the time. Mm. Uh, you know, I thought this is what it was. So you're trying to go. And, and so I had uh, signed up for a, a test later on and, and, you know, got up my highest uh, test I could get on a PT was like 140, mid 140s. I said, this isn't going to work. And uh, somebody else at uh, this other group I was belonging with at uh, the pre-law group, actually, in, in college, he said, yeah, I'm studying this thing called the demon. And I'm like, the demon, what's that? <laughs> so he said, Hey, just go check out the podcast. Well, I checked out the podcast and this was uh, January this year. Uh, I believe it was January this year. I checked out the podcast and I, you know, I was, I was listening to it and obviously 
I, I was hooked right away. Uh, just, I think for me, what helped was just the no, the no bullshit way of just breaking it down. And what I was struggling with was trying to learn all these other concepts that I felt wasn't actually helpful on the test. It wasn't serving the purpose of helping us on the test. So that's what I was getting, you know, struggling with the most. But then these guys were like, no, no, stop doing that. Stop, you know, stop diagramming. Don't do this. Stop reading the question. And all of it just started making sense. And it's, you know, I, I really, the big shift for me was, I think in February, after going through it a little bit, hearing Nate say, this is lawyer shit. This is all we're doing. This is lawyer shit. No, they're testing, the LSAT's testing three things. Your command of the English language, right? And, and not vocabulary. And, you know, it's just, you know, what can you do with the English language? Glad, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what does he always say? Lawyers are gladiators of the English language. Mm -hmm. They fight with words. That's what they do. And so it's testing that. It's testing your ability of common sense and logic. If this happens, then that happens. If this doesn't happen, then... Well, that could still happen, but it doesn't have to happen, right? Well, sufficient, necessary, all that stuff. It's just, it's just basic common sense when you actually stop trying to formalize it and just sit back. It's stuff we do every day. It's yeah. things we think about every day. And then, you know, the third thing is how hard do you want to work? You know, and, and once I started realizing that's what it was all about, all those other barriers went right out the window, right out like, the window. I, I can, I can do that. I'm yeah, I'm that. I, that. I can put in the hours. I can put in the yeah. effort. Grind, yeah. grind. I mean, you just, you just go grind. It is what it is. But I think he, hearing that perspective shift of, uh, you know, it's, this is, this is lawyer shit that, that really got my attention from then on I was in. And now I look back and I was just recently in a class and it was an all levels class. And the questions I'm hearing, I'm like, I had those same questions. I had those same questions. And, and, you know, you hear people say that LSAT's so hard, LSAT's so hard. I thought so too. And then you hear people say, that person said they love the LSAT. How could you ever do that? Well, I didn't either. But then when you get to a level, when you practice so hard, I mean, things just start, it's like seeing the matrix, right? And that's what it is really. It's like you, you're seeing the LSAT matrix. All of a sudden you're, you, it's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I know what you're about to ask me based on this bullshit that you're telling me right here. I already know what the question is going to be. I don't even need to. It's almost as if I don't even need to read the question. I've tried that a couple of times. I hear this. I just start to the answer and I go, yeah, that's the missing piece. And you're, so what was the question? You're, yeah, you're, you're probably predicting the end of the argument before, like you've probably read the first sentence and you're like, oh crap, I know where this is going. And I know what the right answer is going to be before you're even done reading the, the argument. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty interesting, but again, it's levels and layers and to get to that, it takes practice. And, and so I, in, uh, March, I took, you know, I think February, March, I was working with the demon. Um, I was on a free account and I was just working, working and I, and then I took a, my first demon diagnostic and for anybody thinking the demon has a different test, no, it's the same test. It's the same. It's just in their platform. It's the same exact test that you can go on Law Hub, same thing. Uh, but I took that and it was a 160, 163? Something like 15, 20 points up above where you were. Two months on the free account, really, Amazing. is what got it. And and just the perspective, the mind shift of what am I actually here to study? What am I trying to do? And really focusing on one question at a time. 
You know, that's a big thing. There's a couple of things I've, I've kind of outlined for myself that helps me perform at my best with the LSAT. One of them is being, being in the question. So like being in the moment, being in the question, last question doesn't matter. Next question doesn't matter. This question is the only thing that matters. Uh, but then after, you know, studying, I, uh, continuing on and then got to October, um, and decided, uh, you know, let's go. My PT scores were all in the mid 160 or mid 170s. A couple were touching 179. So it's time. Let's go. And then I got the 176. You, I think, have some great perspective because, like we mentioned earlier, you're a little bit older. You're, what, in your 40s? But I'm sure that it didn't always feel like a good thing. Did any of you, did you ever feel rushed because you were older? Yeah, so that's a great point. And I, I empathize with, you know, people I hear that email in or, um, you know, people you hear, you know, post on, on toxic credit, don't do that to ourselves, but you know, they're 25 and they're like, Oh, I'm going to be 28. And I'm so old. It's like, geez, you know, or, or worse yet, somebody, you know, I'm, I'm 50 and I don't, I'm not, 50, but I'm 50 and I'm too old to change. And it's like, okay, well, what happens when you're 53? And you look back and say, well, shit, three years ago, I could have went to law school, but I'm here at 53 doing the same thing I was doing at 50, or I could be 53 doing something I really want to be doing, which is it. And that was a barrier that I had to get over too. It's not, you know, that was something that I struggled with. And, and, and after a while of putting it off and, oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it next year. Well, next year becomes next year. And then it becomes five years from now. And then it becomes 10 years from now. And then it becomes, uh, I guess that was something we could have done, but we would have, could have, should have, we didn't. And then that was something that, you know, my son had to, had to tell me, he was like, you know, job's not finished, man. He's like, Hey, okay. You, you did this job. You signed up to do this job. You know, you did dad and, and, and you helped me get to college and I'm going on, you know, going play ball and scholarship and all the stuff. He goes, what are you going to do? What are you doing? He goes, you, you know, you're going to stay working in a job you don't like and a career you don't like, and or are you going to do something else? And that's when I really started to understand the concept of, you know, kind of be, be kind to your future self. And, 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 and what that means is what can you do today that the you a year from now will say, thank you. What's the hard thing? What's the challenging thing? What is it that you could do today to be kind to you a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, that can look back and say, Hey, Thanks, man. I appreciate you doing that. That was some hard shit. I mean, I'm, you know, late thirties, you know, going back to school and I've got more work experience than the professors who have never left school. You can talk about K through JD. These people are K through PhD and they've never left. Yeah. They're still there. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'd have professors asking me, Hey, wait a minute. Does this actually work in the business world? And I'm like, <laughs> like, Hey, I'll do it for your test. I mean, I'll, I'll answer your question for your test, but we don't use this. It's not it ain't like works. this. Right. And so the, but the idea is, you know, when I, 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 one of my biggest frustrations before I got to the demon was realizing last year that, oh, wait a minute, I'm not putting in applications. No, forget this year. I'm talking about last year. I wanted to put in applications. I was trying to take the test in the summer and then, okay, I'm putting applications. I thought right now I'd be sitting in law school somewhere. Thank God I'm not. Because if I was, I would be, you know, up to here buried in debt in a school that probably doesn't even rank in the top 50. And then I'm going to get out 
who knows what kind of situation I'm in, right? I definitely would not, I probably would not be the type of attorney I would want to hire. So I had to think about, well, if I'm going to be, and I'm not going to tell you the real number, but uh, if I have to be, you know, 44, well, then what's 45? Yeah. You know, is the point to be an attorney or is the point to be an attorney with conditions? I can only be an attorney if I can do it before I'm 44. What? So you well, don't you want to live in past 44? Like, right, what? Yeah, I mean, you're what do you do? You're going to be working that long anyways, like, aren't you? What does it matter, right? Yeah. And if you think about it, I think Ben was the one that said it. And it, I was running when I heard it. I like to listen to when I run. And I just I almost stopped. I was cracking up. He, this, this Somebody wrote in, and forgive me, I hope I'm not putting anybody out there, but somebody wrote in and said, uh, you know, I'm worried, you know, 20 years from now, I'll be, I'll be, you know, I'll be 50, 20 years in. And he goes, okay, so at 50, you'll be 19 years in. What's the yeah. difference? Right. Yeah. What's the difference? 50, 50 51 What's with another difference? 15, 20 years still to yeah. work. You're like, yeah. Yeah. A lot of things we get in our own way because we, we put conditions on things that so, sort of like an LSAT question. We put conditions on things that just don't make any sense. And then we don't strengthen or weaken our own thinking, right? We're not yeah. like, wait a minute, hold up. We're missing something here. Our conclusion isn't logically valid. We can't, there's some, there's a, some assumptions we're either making or we're, or we're missing out on some, some connections here because it just doesn't make yeah. sense what, what we're saying. And a lot of times if we just kind of rephrase things back to ourselves, we'd be shocked at how often we're like, wait, is that what we're actually telling? Wait, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And so, yeah, I pushed out the cycle, not once, but twice. And okay, I'll push it out again if I have to, because the goal is to become a something, not to become that something with conditions. It's if I have to go through 10 obstacles to get there, then it takes 10 obstacles. That's how much it costs. It costs two years of study. Okay. It costs two years of training camp to get to the season. Okay. You know, because if we think about it, what is the LSAT? The L, what are, why are we taking the LSAT? What's the purpose? Why are we even doing it? want to be an attorney, right? Or we want to go into law. That's the whole point. Why else would we be doing this? This doesn't make any sense, mm -hmm. but we're doing this because we have an outcome in mind that we're trying to accomplish. And the people, including, you know, Ben, Nate, admissions, Dean Z, whoever, what do they say? The LSAT is one of the best predictors of success in law school. Well, if it's one of the best success, best success predictors, then it must be testing something that might not be sufficient to be a great attorney, but it definitely is something that can help, right? There's something that it must be testing. There must be something that you're going to need, at least in, on your way to becoming a great attorney, which is your, your stint in law school. There's something in law school that, these, that this thing is testing. That's why it's there. It's, it's not there as a barrier to get in. Well, it is. It's actually a, it's actually a fence. It's a protective fence for people who aren't willing to put the work in. But if people understand what that thing is for, I think they approach it differently. And how, when how you did, do that, yeah, you, how, how do you approach it differently? When you made that realization, well, what was the mindset shift? The mind, the mindset shift was the role, like when we, our perspective is going to, you know, perspective is going to dictate your performance. How we look at something is going to, is, is going to affect how we engage with it. And how we how we look at anything and is going to affect the role we assign ourselves. But Nate said to me, to me, metaphorically, this is lawyer shit. Stop all this nonsense. 
Somebody's walking in your office, putting this argument on your desk saying, make sense of it. Stop telling me 17 sentences is too hard to figure out in, in reading comp. Stop. If you're, if you were, if I put something, I put things a lot bigger than 17 sentences on my desk and other people's desk. And I'm like, Hey, uh -huh. we got to find a solution for that. The client needs a solution for that. You know, and it's not law related. It's just everyday business. And it's, it's it, the problems a lot. Bigger. I mean, we're talking reports, we're talking, and it's like, Oh, they want the answer. Like, no, now we need to know. And we're not going to sit there. I mean, you got to look at it and you got to go, okay, I got to make sense of all this. But everybody has to do that every day. So a lot of these skill sets that we need to be successful, we already have them. We just, we might not be as good at them as we like to be, but that's what the practice is for. And that's also where we start to identify, at least I did, okay, can I get good at this? It's testing skills. It's not testing, like, it's not asking me for facts and figures or some, you know, thank God it's not a biology test, but the idea, or a math test, but the idea is it's a skill we can learn. So if it's a skill we can learn, now it's just a matter of how long it's going to take to get there. And if you're willing to stick with it long enough to do it. Mm -hmm. And so the, 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 the role I assigned myself as a student with the LSAT and where I started getting my, just all of a sudden everything shifted like that was when I gave myself the role, you guys said it on a podcast before, and I actually looked into this. I, I challenged people to Google it. The LSAT questions are legally defensible. They're legally defensible. Mm -hmm. There's one right answer and four unequivocally wrong answers. No matter how many times I bother Max in the in the in, in the uh, ask button and argue, I still think I'm right. It doesn't matter. I'm wrong. There, it's wrong. The answer's wrong, and this answer's right. And it, there's just there's no way you're. It, it's not true. It's that's the right answer. So. If we think about that, I said, okay, well, now my job in the LSAT, even though I'm a student, my job in the LSAT is I want to be an attorney. Great. Practice being an LSAT writer's attorney. Go. Mm. Sit in front of the question, read the damn, read, read, read the, read the uh, stimulus, read the argument, and then read the question that he wrote, he or she wrote, and go, okay, well, that makes sense. I get why you're asking that question. And then you look at the answers and go, well, you didn't, you, there's no way you made that the right answer. So, okay, well, you didn't make that one the right answer. And well, there, there's no way you didn't make that the right answer. That's gotta be the right answer. Otherwise we're in trouble. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to go back and rewrite this whole thing. If you didn't make that the right answer. I love that mindset that you're taking the LSAT side, right? That you're now becoming a lawyer for the LSAT, because I distinctly remember when I started studying with a different prep company being told or, or reading somewhere that the LSAT was antagonistic in a way, that it was out to get you, that they were trying to trap you. But you come to realize that's really not true. They're trying to give you the right answer. They're trying to show it to you. I guess, again, perspective. It's all on how you do it. Some people are motivated. Some people are motivated by that challenge, right? I'm one of those people. I love the challenge. If it's not a big challenge, I don't want to do it. What's the point? It's boring. But the idea is you could even take that role, even if it's okay. Let's say it is antagonistic. Okay. They are trying to trick you. Now what are you going to let them win? <laughs> okay. Yeah. They, they, they purposely took these in reading comp. They took these articles, which is interesting. I swear there's one of the questions as a psychology one and I read it and I'm like, wait a minute. I know where they got this. I know where they got this one. 
and I couldn't, I, I know the topic. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. So there's a, there was like two lines in there. Like I've read this before somewhere, but not like this. Yeah. And what was it that led me down the path of realizing that there's articles out there of are saying, no, we take stuff out in the world, but we intentionally alter it, convolute it up, make it, you know, you know, a paragraph, one run on sentence with seven commas in it, just to, just to make it hard on purpose. That's what they're trying to do. But you got to ask, are they doing that just to F with you? No, they're doing it because have you ever read a case? If anybody thinks RC is hard, just Google a case, just Google any, any, any topic you're interested in. Cause mm -hmm. I don't like science, me neither, but here's the deal. Google something you're interested in. Google a lawsuit, Google a Samsung, Apple lawsuit, Google, whatever. Just look at the legal documents, sit and mm -hmm. sit with there for a while. If anything, if any of us, you know, want to be attorneys, I want to be a litigator. So, going in and 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 read the Supreme Court, read the read the Supreme Court's uh, um, their uh, their 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 arguments and their, their uh, decisions. Good luck on some of that stuff. Depending on the writer, good luck. Mm -hmm. You know, read some of the cases. You can go online right now, and all every every one L has the same classes, and there's a lot of classes that this stuff's online. A lot of it. You can go on, you can preview some of the stuff, you can look, sit there and read it and tell me that your RC is that hard. It's not. It's how we're looking at it, right? Mm -hmm. And then, but yeah, you could take the role of, okay, you're trying to trick me. Well, now, like Nate does, everything that I read is, well, bullshit, bullshit, prove it. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, Robert, you've already been super generous with your time. I can't let you go without uh, asking a little bit about sports, though. You've got the Seahawks helmet behind you. You're a runner. Um, you say you work with athletes on what mindset performance stuff. Is that right? Yeah. So my brother, um, uh, my brother is one of the best. Uh, I mean, just highly sought after uh, high school uh, trainers. Uh, Hopefully he'll never watch this. He's a better coach than I ever was. But one of the things I recognize, especially working with you know youth, is a lot of it just has to do with the roles they assign themselves, really what they're trying to accomplish and, and things like that. Uh, and then obviously, you know, working one-on-one -on -one with my son, getting them to see that obstacles are opportunities. You know, when you when you know, when we want to, when we want to improve our performance. A lot of people struggle with getting better at anything. And we talked about a little bit that put conditions on it. Well, I'm willing to do it if I don't have to, you know, it, as long as I can do it this way. And it's like, well, then you really don't want to do it. Because if you wanted to do it, you'd do whatever it takes. But the idea is we get stuck in our comfort zones. They're safe there. You know, it's, 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 you know, we, we know what's going on. You know, our brains are always trying to make sense of our world. That's its job. Our brain's number one job is to get us from today to tomorrow. So any of the other stuff that's hard or difficult or scary or unknown, it's like, well, wait a minute, we don't want to, we don't want to go do that. And we literally have to fight ourselves to go do things and step out of our comfort zones. But to do that requires that we look at things that we're just not good at. And when we see things in the LSAT, especially take it tied into this, whether it's we see something in the LSAT or whether you're trying to do something on, you know, the court that you've never done, or you're trying to do something on the field, you're trying to improve a skill, no matter what it is, you have to go into this zone between 
the your max level and the level that you want to get to. That gray area right there is your failure zone. You're not going to be good at it. And you you have to afford yourself the time to fight through that to get better. There's no yeah. other way to do it. And the more you do it, the brain actually, the connections get 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 stronger and and you know they they you get better at doing it, but it takes time. It mm-hmm. takes time, it takes repetition, it takes intention. And 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 that's why I'm a big believer on, you know, what is it, what's your purpose, what's your goal? You know, what's your why are you even doing anything else at, you know, playing basketball, whatever. Why are you doing it? Because you need to understand what you're trying to accomplish. Because then your purpose, that will then create the perspective that you need. Your perspective being the lens you see everything through. It'll be the role you assign yourself. Your job, your purpose right now, working with the demon is to help other people. Whether it be here interviewing me, you're trying to either get information out of me so you can, so hopefully somebody out there can benefit or worse, worst case scenario, the demon benefits. And then more people are attracted to the demon and then you guys help more people. That's one one thing. Or as a teacher, you're working one-on-one and you're trying to coach me to be better. Well, you're trying to help me be better. So that's the purpose. So everything you're going to be doing is going to be aligned with that. So your role, then you assign yourself a, of a teacher and your performance is going to be right in line with whatever that is. So our purpose is going to design our perspective and our perspective is going to dictate our performance. It's just how it works. And if we're going to be, get better at anything, it's really important that people remember, why are we doing any of this to begin with? And when you do, you're going to be shocked at how you just start seeing things that didn't make sense before. Well, not only are you going to get better at the LSAT, but you're going to get better at the skill that you're going to need to take with you to law school. So when you're reading a case or you're someday maybe sitting in front of a client and you got to put a case together, you're going to go up against another attorney and you're like, "Uh, actually, that's bullshit. This is how this works. And I think that we miss that sometimes. People, especially when we're in this particular thing, you know, focus on the LSAT. It's more than just an entrance exam into law school. It's an opportunity to grow skills that we currently don't have. So that means if you're struggling, that is literally a neon sign. I mean, it's somebody just jumping up and down in front of you. It, it's it's your it's the it's your goal. Literally doing this, saying, "Hey, hey, fix me," and you yep. get better. Yep. This door, come through this door right here. That your your path to getting better is right here because you suck at this. Yep. So come on in because if you get good at this, you just went from a a five to a six. Go. Yep. For me, that yep. was parallel reasoning questions for the longest time. I was <sighs> like, oh, shit, parallel reasoning question. Here we go again. Can't. Yeah, man. And then no, at a I, certain point, I yeah, at a certain point, I just I just decided, you know what? This is what I need to work on. So I'm going to tell myself when I see this, which one of the following most closely resembles the reasoning? I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell myself. Hell yeah. Awesome. This is what I need right now. So that was one of the things I realized coming back this time. And I was in there, I was drilling and I was looking and it was just a logical argument. And I was like, shit makes sense. I don't see a problem here. And cause they're not always like that. Sure. But invariably, somebody proved me wrong. Invariably that logical argument, it just, it all makes sense. It's gonna be some sort of parallel reasoning question. Often, right? yeah. Or if you just read an argument on its face and you can spot the flaw, well, they're either going to be a flaw or it's going to be, 
a parallel flaw question. So if you can spot the flaw, you're good. But the point is, that means you understood the argument. Mm -hmm. So now when you're in there, it's like, oh, okay. Because one of the things that was screwing me up on the parallels for the forever is I was getting to the answers, not really realizing that I didn't actually understand what it was saying. Yeah. And then I would try to match up, you know, initially in the very beginning, the other place that I won't talk about, uh, they taught you to, uh, you know, try to match words. Like it said most here and it said, it said always here and it said, then never here. So I'm in the answers like, oh, most, oh, no, no, that's not what you said. Oh, no, that's not what you said. And yeah. it'd be wrong or it'd be right. And I'm like, I, I don't know. But then again, put all that to the side. What did it just say? Do you understand what it just said? Okay. So if you understand what it just said, then it doesn't matter what the question is. Mm. It, the question could be anything. It's like, well, yeah. And again, if, if you if you don't want to think about it as being an attorney for, for an LSAC writer, that's just one of the games. I like to gamify it. That might be a game. It might be, okay, well, your job is to go teach this. Well, now you're an LSAT teacher. So understand it and go teach it to somebody. That's a good place to start because if you're good enough to understand it, that you can then tell it to somebody else and you probably got it. Yeah. You mentioned you had a, you've worked with some study partners, some study groups at some point. Yeah. I would recommend that to people. Try it out because, hey, coming, coming from an LSAT teacher, one of the most humbling things is trying to teach the LSAT to other people to make you realize that you might not know it as well as you think you do. So forcing yourself or, or giving yourself that opportunity to teach a question to somebody else, it's really going to make you push yourself to understand yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, some people, you know, some people's dogs are probably running out there able to get a 170 on the LSAT because <laughs> they just been sitting there too. No, I'm just playing. But um, no, I, I would just tell everybody, look, if you're finding that you're struggling, lean into it. You, you're onto it. That's where you need to be. If you find something easy, you're wasting your time. If you're in the LSAT and you're trying to like, oh, I don't want to do, you know, hey, I was there too. You know, again, I'm glad, I'm thankful I have my son. So my son is the one that's a constant reminder. He'll walk by, you got to eat your own food, dad. Take your own advice. I'm like, yeah, all right, you're, yeah, you're right. Okay. And having the opportunity then to just find the things that you're struggling with, go live there for a while. Because the only way you're ever going to get better, I don't care if it's else, I don't care whatever you're doing, it's in the struggle. That's where it's at. That's where the growth is going to be there. And if it's good, if you're good at it, you're wasting your time continuing. Then I hope you're just doing it for fun because what's the point? And especially if we think we're going to be attorneys, we better get real damn comfortable doing the hard stuff because that's what they do. Or get used to losing. Cause you're going to work, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get your butt kicked by attorneys who that's what they like to do. So, you yeah. know, what kind of attorney do you want to be? Right. Yeah. Any last words of advice for those on the grind right now, before we wrap things up? You know, I think two things, you know, first you do it right. Then you do it fast. A lot of people are focused on speed. The speed comes. It's, I was the slowest. I mean, that was one of my problems at, a, at the one thing I was just, I was struggling sitting here staring at stuff. Like, I don't know what, what am I doing here? Right. But then think about it. All of us were there at some point, wherever our starting point was, I guarantee you your starting point, you weren't as fast as you are today, no matter where you're at currently, I guarantee you you're faster. The beauty about how just brains work, but how anything works is we start picking up patterns real quick. So 
when you do it right and just focus on getting it right, the more you do it right, speed's going to come. And that's where they say speed comes from understanding. It's not just the understand. It's the understanding, but it's what the understanding does. The understanding now allows you to move faster. It frees you up. You're not like, so like, wait, am I sure? No, I'm sure. I don't have to think about that. I know what that said. Now I'm over here. And, and then just, I mean, stupid as it sounds, the simple repetitions of just going through the motions of just doing the stuff. You, it's a, it's unimaginable how fast you can pick up just speed. I'll call it advice. And then I think the last thing is, especially for those of us more seasoned individuals, you're ready when you're ready. Now, remember the goal. Remember what you're doing this for. The goal is to be a, if you're doing this, hopefully it's I'm going to law school to be an attorney, right? So I know my goal, my purpose is I want to go be a litigator. I don't want to just show up and be some, you know, some other litigator's punching bag. I want to be the guy in the court that the other litigators look at them. They look at the docket and go, oh, shit, just settle, settle. I don't even <laughs> want to deal with it. Just settle. I don't want to deal with this. So he ain't going to go away. So just settle. Right. And to get there, it takes what it takes. And you're ready when you're ready, because that's what you're trying to accomplish. So don't be in such a rush. Give ourselves time. And hopefully I'm OK saying that I'm the old guy. Don't be in such a rush. I'd rather get there and be good than just get there. And I think most of us would feel that way too. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening. Yeah.